Good morning. I want to welcome everybody to Game Changers Devotional. If it's your first time to be on the call, we're glad you're here. We don't think anybody shows up on this call by accident. And uh, uh, let's say if you're on this call and you're regular, we want you to encourage you to pass the call-in number on to other folks. Uh, you don't have to give them any kind of code or anything. They can dial in direct with that number, and uh, we want to encourage you to do that. And uh, so uh, this morning, um, I, I struggled a little bit about, you know, uh, where to go and you know what to what to do the devotional on this morning, but um, you know I, I just thought about you know what kindness does and what we do for other people how it can can make an impact and and one of the stories that that I love to kind of go out and I love to to tell is about um, my wife. She has a big heart. Uh, she is very forgiving, um, but she just really uh, she has the ability to, to see uh, hurting people and and uh, and she just knows when she needs to do something for people and she's always been that way and uh, so as a teacher she's seen a lot of different situations with a lot of different families and when we'd been married for less than five years uh, she taught at an inner city school um, here right at uh, in Alexandria um, it's a rug elementary is the school and it was nothing for us on the weekends to be watching the news and see the parents of some of her kids on tv that had been arrested for drugs for uh uh, you know distribution for burglary you know for all kinds of crimes and uh you know the school that she was at a lot of those kids just were so disadvantaged and they had parents but they just didn't really care so I paid for, you know, I, I say I, we paid for more field trips, more pizzas, and just about anything else the kids needed uh, to where I honestly just got really aggravated uh, to have to pay for everything for some of those kids. Uh, because in my, in my mind at that time, I said, this is not going to make a difference. Uh, they just know that they're getting to go and they didn't have to pay for it. Uh, but that all changed one Sunday afternoon um, or one evening about seven years later. I walked in the door and the phone was ringing. We'd been out of town visiting family, and the phone was ringing. I grabbed the phone and said hello, and a deep voice said, "Can I speak to Miss Pate?" And so I handed the phone to my wife, and and uh, she said, "Hey, baby." And uh, this definitely was not a baby she was talking to. Uh, then I heard her say, "Let me get to my computer," and she carried on a conversation with this person for the next ten minutes. And after she hung up. You know, I asked her, you know, who is that and what's going on? She said, do you remember Chris from when I taught at Rugg Elementary? I said, yeah, I vaguely remember him. And said, that's the one you used to buy pizza for and, and you would get mad about it. And, uh, and I sarcastically said, yeah, how can I forget? She told me he graduated high school on Friday night. He starts a job uh, tomorrow morning. And he uh, went on to tell her that he couldn't figure out where the address was of the, where the job was going to be. And he felt like out of everybody that he knew that she was the only person that would be willing to help him. Needless to say, after that, I've not complained about buying pizza, nachos, tickets for field trips, or school uniforms for a lot of kids uh, because I see that it does make an impact and that, that you know the little things that we do make a difference. Matthew 25, 35, and 36 says, for I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And, you know, there's one thing that 
that I'm constantly reminded of uh, is, you know, we get real comfortable a lot of times in our lifestyle and we get real comfortable within our church. And, you know, and we don't really have people around us that, that, you know, need a lot of things a lot of times. And we get outside our comfort zone. That's when we see that because, you know, I think about uh, within the church, you know, I don't see very many people at the church that are hungry. Uh, I don't see very many people that are thirsty. Uh, and I'm not a, they're none of them a stranger to me, and, and you know, I, I would invite any of those people, you know, into my home, uh, and their people have clothes, but, you know, we start looking around outside of that circle, there are people that need help. And, I, and that, that verse in Matthew, in those two verses, I just think about how much love is there uh, in those verses, uh, you know, uh, thinking about how humble you have to be and how that there's people out there that need us. And but there's still it all comes down to me that it's about love and loving people. In Luke ten twenty seven it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now a lot of people will say, Oh, I love my neighbors. Well I think we've got to get away from that definition a little bit. Uh, a neighbor is not necessarily the person that lives beside you. I think a neighbor is people within our community. And there's people out there that need us to love them and need to know that we love them, you know, like we love ourselves and take those people in. You know, you think about what if we all strive to do for others and, you know, love them and just like we do ourselves, you know, how much that could change the world. Back in December of 2011, I started working for the large loss department at Farmers. And one of the first people that I met and made an impact and an impression on me was Julie Chapman. And the first thing I can remember about Julie was on a team call where she challenged the team to commit random acts of kindness. And I remember she shared a story about Christmas she had bought, or right before Christmas she had bought some chocolates for a young lady at a mall store that was having a bad day and how that, that meant so much to that young lady. And then, you know, the more I got to know Julie, I know that, that Julie, anytime she's uh, at a Starbucks, uh, she's going to buy uh, the coffee or whatever for the person behind her. And, uh, and she has done this faithfully as long as I've known her. Well, and I don't, I'm not going to say this next to embarrass her, but she shared a story with me about something that had recently happened. And uh, she'd taken her truck to a shop <clears throat> and had an estimate on her truck to have some work done. The mechanic quoted her price and said that that was based on five hours of labor. And when she went to pick up the truck, the mechanic alluded to the fact that it had taken an additional three hours to do the work, but yet he still didn't charge her for it. He charged her for the price that he had originally quoted her. Uh, On the way home, she said that she just couldn't get it off of her mind about how this was such a man of integrity, how honest he was, and she said that she felt that the Holy Spirit was leading him to send you a thank you uh, card, and then she felt like the Holy Spirit was leading her to pay that guy for that additional labor. And you think about where we're at right now with everything going on uh, with the COVID virus and how a lot of businesses are struggling. You know, this is a man that's probably had his business, an impact on his business, but yet he was willing to stick you know, to what he had done. So Julie told me that, she wrote a thank you note to him, and she put the money in the envelope, and she went there after hours and put that in the mail slot. 
And she says the next day she received the most humble call, and, and the guy was just thanking her for doing that. And if she hadn't followed the, the lead of the Holy Spirit on that, you think about, you know, what that guy, you know, that may have made a difference for that guy to feed his family. Uh, that may have helped him pay, you know, a note. We, we don't know. But her following the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, brought, I think, joy to this man. And you see, that's what being a Christian is all about. We should be showing love to each other. You know, Christ showed us unconditional love, and that's what we should show other people. And we shouldn't have uh, certain things that we always want to do that we're comfortable doing. Um, you know, I've had the discussion with some of the uh, guys in my church. They love to go on foreign mission trips. And, um, you know, I've ruffled some feathers because I told a couple of them, I think that you want to go on a foreign mission trip because when you come home, you don't have to do that anymore. Well, <clears throat> our mission feels all around us. And I'm not saying you've got to go out and you, you've got to write a check to everybody you see because it's, sometimes it's the little things. Uh, to give an example, four years ago I was driving back in from Alabama, I stopped in Clinton, Mississippi to get some gas, and I looked over as I was walking in the store, and there was a little lady that probably was in her 80s that was trying to air up her tires, and I looked at her closely, and her fingers were twisted from arthritis, and she just could not put enough pressure uh, on that that uh, valve stem to air it up. And so I asked her, can I help you? And, and she said, please, and when she said, please, I could just see the relief in her. And I left that gas station on the high because I followed the lead of the Holy Spirit. And it was such a little thing, but it made a huge difference in that lady's day. Um, you know, it may be picking up your, you know, somebody's newspaper when you're walking around the neighborhood and putting it on the front door. I mean, it can be any kind of little thing like that. Sometimes it's just saying a kind word. But I can tell you there's probably somebody on this call that will say, you know, I tried to be a nice person, and that person was rude to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. I understand that. I can remember a time I saw a homeless gentleman that had a sign that says he was hungry. And I went and bought him a burger, fries, and a Coke. And I carried it back to him, and he looked in the bag, and he threw it down on the ground and says, that's not what I wanted. You know, we can't let that one experience change what God's calling us to do. Um, John Maxwell tells a story, and it's all based around a quote by Renee Brown, where she said, when we deny our stories, they define us. But when we own our stories, we get to write the ending. And he tells a story about he received a gift one year, and it was a book, and it was uh, titled The Greatest Story Ever Written. And he said, man, he was excited about that. He said, this is going to be a good book. But he opened it up, and it was totally blank inside. And the lady that gave it to him says, John, you write your own story. You know, your life's before you. You write your hopes, your dreams, and your aspirations down. And so we have the ability not to be defined by our past and things that happened in the past, but we have the ability to write our own story. Uh, and so I encourage you to do it. You may have had a bad experience trying to help somebody out, uh, but when it comes down to it, don't let that define what you're called to do through Christ. Um, and I go back and I close with this scripture again. Uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for all this.
that you've done for us, dear God. I thank you for the people you've put in my life that have done kind things for me, uh, dear God, and, and have uh, put their arm around me and just when I needed some support, dear God. I thank you for them. I just pray that you would, uh, as the song says, open the eyes of my heart. Let us see those in need around us, dear God. And help us to love those people as our neighbor. Uh, dear God, I know that you place sometimes people in our path that, that need help, and gosh, man, they're sometimes dirty. Um, they, they don't smell like they've had a bath in months, dear God, but those are still your children, too, and you care about them just like you care about us. And I just pray that you would, uh, by opening our heart up, dear God, that that we would see those people and we would see them for uh, how special they are to you and how special they should be to us, dear God. I just pray that you would uh, be with our nation right now, dear God. All the stuff going on, dear God, uh, I just think a lot of this could be solved uh, by a lot of love and respect. And as Christians, how we can start that movement, dear God. Uh, I just pray that you would be with each and every one on this call as they go through their work day, dear God. Uh, I just pray that you would help them have a great day. I pray that you would keep them safe, and I pray for each one uh, on this call, their families, uh, that you just have your arm of protection around them, dear God, and you keep them all safe, and, and dear God, I, I just lift them up to you. I just pray that, that uh, you would continue to be with this call, dear God, that you would uh, be with those who lead it, dear God. Help us find the right things to say and to touch people and inspire them uh, to go and do greater things for your honor and your glory. These things I ask in your name. Amen.